Hello again. I am back after a little bit of a delay. It's been uh, Christmas and New Year's since the last time I talked. I'm trying something a little bit different today. The last uh, several episodes I've done have been largely either scripted or at least outlined. Today I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit, not going off any scripts. Just wanted to kind of update on how things have been the last couple weeks and explain a little bit about the delay in uploading an episode. So first off, Happy New Year. Uh, We're at January 8th today, so as I said, I'm a little bit late. The last episode I aired was on Christmas Day. So the last week, about the last almost week and a half now, uh, my wife and I have traded off being sick. So I had basically the whole head cold thing going on, the stuffy nose, congestion, and uh, just general low energy and not very conducive to effective speaking on a podcast. So that was largely the delay. And then I actually on, so it was Monday, two days ago, I had a trip to the emergency room. Now I'm totally fine. And uh, saying that I had a trip to the ER sounds a lot more serious than it actually was. In reality, I was totally fine. So at about 11 o'clock, I noticed a tingling around my mouth and nose area. And I was putting my daughter in the car to go pick up my son. And and I kind of felt with my fingers just the area around my nose and mouth. And it felt numb. And I became more aware of it as I was driving uh, to his school And it started to feel like the numbness that you feel. If you've ever been to the dentist and had Novocaine put in your mouth, it felt like that. And over the next couple hours, it slowly evolved throughout my face and my head to the point where it it actually reached the left side of my head. My ear was completely numb and my whole skull, upper part of my head was all numb and pretty strong pressure to the touch. And uh, it was very, very odd and uh, not something that I'd ever experienced before. And a, a little bit concerning. I, you know, honestly, I wasn't really that worried about it, but I had work at four o'clock, a shift for the radio station. And I thought, if this is something that I should be getting checked out, then obviously I I shouldn't go into work, but it was kind of late in the game. It was coming up to close to one o'clock in the afternoon now. So I decided, play it safe, I'll just call my doctor as an advice line. So I was able to get in touch with an advice nurse, but of course they don't get back to you right away. They told me that based on my symptoms that I was describing, they would put me on priority, but the call back still didn't come until just before four o'clock, literally right as I was pulling into the parking lot of the station. So 
I explained to the nurse what was going on, and by this time now, this is now we're coming on to five hours now. My entire face and head is still numb, and I'm starting to get a very slight headache as well. And when I described to her, to her that part and the fact that I was starting to notice that my left ear was getting numb to the to the point where like I could pull it and I could definitely feel, you know how you kind of feel that pressure when something is numb, like if your foot is asleep, it was like that, but I didn't feel it on my right ear. And when I told her that and with the, this very mild headache and I said to her, you know, I was just, just concerned because I have work and I just wasn't sure if it was something that I needed to get checked out. And she said, yeah, actually, I'm going to suggest you go to the ER. And I kind of surprisingly said, really? And she said, yes, uh, anytime there is kind of a unknown numbness and uh, random headache type going on in your head with uh, an unknown cause, we really want that to get checked out to rule out something more serious, like a blood clot. So I said, okay. And uh, so I ran into the station really quick and told my boss what was going on. And uh, when I got to the uh, to the ER, you know, I really felt like, I don't think that I, I need to be being here right now. But at the same time, I do have this unexplained numbness. And it, it was quite odd. I didn't feel like I was having a stroke, but that was kind of the concern. They, When they first assessed me, they had me smile. They wanted to make sure that my, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're one of the symptoms of if you're having a stroke is that it typically affects one side, often the left side, which was what it was mostly seemed to be uh, affecting the left side more. So they had me smile because one of the indicators of a stroke would be that if your smile was was slumping on one side, but that wasn't the case. Uh, they had me uh, practice or they had me s- squeeze uh, the lady's fingers to see if my strength was normal. All the other indicators were not there for a stroke. So they, the doctor that assessed me very quickly said that he ruled that out, but we did a couple of other uh, other checks just to be safe. They did a blood draw, and then they did actually a CT scan of my head, which, again, I kind of felt like this was unnecessary, but at the same time, you know, you, you'd hate to be wrong and miss something because of just thinking, well, there must not be anything wrong. My grandfather died of a brain tumor that was misdiagnosed as a stroke initially, and he went over six months getting treated for a stroke when he actually had a brain tumor. And you know, in theory, it's we will never know, but he he could have possibly been saved from the tumor had it been taken care of properly. So anyway, it doesn't hurt to be on the more cautious side, although it does hurt your, your pocketbook a little bit, but so we did the CT scan, everything came up normal. Blood test was normal. CT scan was normal. 
my blood pressure was pretty high when I first checked in. It was 152 over 84, which is very high for me, but it was down to 127 by the time I was checking out. So the doctor there chalked it up to most likely anxiety or possibly could have been a long-term side effect of one of my medications that I'm on. I did an episode earlier on my journey with depression, and I didn't really touch on anxiety. But the fact of the matter is, I believe that anxiety and depression are two sides of the same coin. One of my older therapists used to say that, in a nutshell, depression is about the past and anxiety is about the future, being unease about the past or unease about the future. And I think that's I think that's true. For me, the difficult part for me on that particular day was I wasn't feeling anxious. I didn't think I was feeling anxious. I thought I was having a pretty normal day, but on reassessing everything, I also thought, you know, I might have been feeling anxious for a very long time to the point where that's just become normal for me. And I'm not even aware of it anymore, but my body is finding another way to manifest it to get me to notice it or respond. And maybe that's what it was. I'm not sure. But the next day, the the numbing had gone away for the most part, still had a little bit of the pressure on my head. So, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting idea, uh, right? Like when I said in one of the earlier episodes, I talked about um, the symptom not being the problem, and that seems to seems to be true here in this situation. Um, you know, it's it's obviously a little bit frustrating whenever you go to the doctor and you don't have a definitive explanation for whatever your symptom is. But I do think that the anxiety stress um, idea may, may be the culprit here, and. It never hurts to try to work on improving quality of life anyway. You know, mental health obviously is is very important for overall well-being. And even if that wasn't the cause for for my uh, random head numbness and pressure, it definitely doesn't hurt to try to address it. But I do think the more I think about it, that there, there probably is a connection there. Probably the best singular tool that I found with dealing with depression is simply acknowledging its existence. And I know that that seems like such a simple, obvious thing, but with anything, you know, when you get really caught up in whatever thoughts you have, you know, this gets back even into the biases, right? You get tunnel visioned with your biases to where you don't see outside solutions and it's really kind of amazing but and you know it still it still works for me even to this day and as i said before my medication for depression does not eliminate the symptoms of depression completely but it does re-energize the tools that help to respond to that to those symptoms and for me simply acknowledging 
hey, there's that depressive feeling coming in there. Hey, there it is. It does wonders for helping it to pass. And I think in much the same way, that's what I have to work on with anxiety. Anxiety is another animal in that it's a snowball effect. Your your anxiety creates fear that oftentimes oftentimes that fear is born out of a quote traumatic experience i say quote because it's kind of in the eye of the beholder what seems traumatic for for one person might seem trivial for somebody else but oftentimes the memory of the trauma creates the anxiety and then the anxiety creates more stress and fear that you're going to experience that anxiety the next time it happens. And oftentimes what happens is this snowball effect to where the anxiety actually gets worse. And so again, it, you know, it sounds, it can sound uh, kind of maybe obvious to the, to an outsider, but really just acknowledging that anxiety for what it is, is a big part, I think, of overcoming it. And so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. I think the point here is that we're, we're always still learning about ourselves and where we're at. And, you know, for, for myself, it, it, again, doesn't hurt for me to be a better husband, a better dad, of just a better person in general. If I am low stress, chill, take it easy. So that's kind of where I've, where I've been at. Um, I am, I'm feeling good today and I'm feeling good even just right now, just talking about it. It's that thing that I talked about before with depression, where talking about it, opening up about it, even though it's kind of, it's kind of scary to, it's almost like coming out in a sense, but at the same time, it it's a little bit liberating because the feedback you get kind of reminds you that you're not alone and other people deal with these things as well. And the more you talk about it, the easier it becomes to talk about, which again, is that snowball effect in the other way now, right? Now I'm, now I'm building up tools to help improve the situation. So the other thing that I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, uh, aside from that and the, the new year and everything is I, I have been thinking about getting other people on the show. And so f- fortunately I've got a couple good friends uh, already that are interested that have a certain area of expertise that I'm very interested in getting into. And, you know, one of the things that I'm definitely finding in, in doing this podcast is that it is, it's quite challenging to maintain the, the episodes regularly and to keep it lively and interesting and entertaining when it's just me by myself rambling on like I am right here. So I'm really excited to bring in a couple more people to help me out with these episodes. I think that it's going to help out a lot. I think that the back and forth dialogue really livens things up. And again, the whole point of the 10th man is that you have differing opinions, right? You have people coming from different points of view. And I don't think everybody wants to just hear me going on and on. I I certainly don't want to hear myself 
going on and on. And uh, I think that I think it'll just be a really good, really effective help for the show. And the last thing I'll talk about just really quick before I sign off here is, you know, I, I'm not trying to make this show particularly political, but I definitely will bring up politics when I feel it necessary. I did want to just say, I remember where I was on 9-11 as, as anybody that's old enough now remembers where they were. I was 16. I was a junior in high school. And I was actually studying U.S. history at the time, so that basically the whole 9-11 became our unit in history at that time because it was history in the making. But I remember very well President Bush's speech that, that night, and I remember when he said that we will go after the people that did these acts and also the people that harbored them. And I just loved it. I mean, I was right behind it. I wanted to get justice for all those 3,000 Americans that were murdered that day. And I've always considered myself a very peaceful person, but I, I also was very much, yes, get behind the president. But a year and a half later, when we were... When I found out we were invading Iraq, I was not happy because I everything I had come to learn over the last year and a half was that Al-Qaeda and uh, Osama bin Laden were behind the attacks on 9-11. And this new story was being created that Saddam Hussein was harboring weapons of mass destruction and that he was in, in league with bin Laden in perpetrating those attacks on 9-11 and I just knew I knew from everything that I had already learned and and done research on that that just wasn't true and in spite of all that we still authorized war and I mean we're still in Iraq even to this day we've talked about getting out and we've we've brought our troops way down but we have not we're still there and as frustrating and as much as I hated that war and still hate everything that that was all about to this day, at least there was a reason there. Now, that reason was a lie, okay? So I am not trying to defend it at all. It was horrible. It was a lie. It was There were no weapons of mass destruction. There was no link between Saddam Hussein and bin Laden. But we just took out a general in Iran, okay, two days ago. And already there have been six missile strikes against Iraqi, uh, well, Iraqi military bases that U.S. troops are using. So American troops have been attacked in Iraq by uh, Iranian missiles. And the Iraqi parliament is already declaring that they want us out of Iraq because what's happening is now we're bringing we're bringing the hatred that Iran has for us into Iraq and it's all for nothing it's all for nothing the president is facing impeachment right now and so he sends this missile over to kill 
General Suleimani, who, yeah, he was he was bad, but why? Why now? They've been talking about going after him for a very long time, but there's been no reason given as to why specifically this is happening right now. All I know is he's facing impeachment and he's in a re-election campaign. And now what we have is six missiles fired on bases in Iraq. Thank God, from what we were told today, no American troops were killed. That's what we're being told. So what's the story we have right now? President Trump took takes out an evil foreign leader. He just stopped a war with Iran. And he just declared today that Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. Now, had he not withdrawn the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal two years ago, they never would have had a nuclear weapon anyway. My point here is that I don't appreciate wars being orchestrated, whether they're real or just for show, so that somebody can make themselves look like a better leader in the midst of them getting called out for their bad behavior. And that seems to be what's happening right now. Now, I, I really hope that no Americans were killed in Iraq, and I would be ecstatic to have all of our troops removed from Iraq and Afghanistan. We've got twelve to 13,000 troops in Afghanistan right now. Now, I would love it if we removed our troops from all of those places. And I am, like I said, I'm very happy to know that President Trump, in whatever his methods are right now, was able to stop war with Iran. I don't like wars being orchestrated. I didn't like Iraq. I didn't like the invasion of Iraq happening because it was based on false pretenses. But at least there was some story there. It just feels pretty... uh, pretty shitty to me to be uh, perpetuating a potential war with lives at stake, American lives, so that you can make yourself look like an effective leader and to detract attention from the impeachment. Anyway, thanks for listening for this long. Sorry that uh, I kind of got to rambling at the end. Life is a journey. We're all just continuing to try to improve, right? I will uh, be checking in with you again very soon. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus.